guys, this is Megan from Vexed, and you are listening slash watching interview Undefined. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is once again your host, Sunny. This time, along with the dominant voice in Megan Target, quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our IUF podcast series today. Now, Megan, this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Vexed with the release of your debut studio album, Colon Culture. Just, just, just mm-hmm. saying those names are just so dominant already. <laughs> now, this drops May 21st on Napalm Records, and I just want to say, you know, first things first, I'm going to commend you guys on all the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far, especially with those heavy-hitting singles, Epiphany, Hideous, and I'll even throw Elite in there. And shout out to Notfest, who said, this is a must-watch band of 2021. They yes. weren't kidding. <laughs> uh, so much to discover about this jaw-dropping record. But before we get to everything else and beyond, Megan, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to ask a very important question to start things off. We talked about it before the interview started. How are you? How has life been in the UK? Are you safe? Are you well uh, mentally? I know that's a very important question to ask, but it's a simple one. You know, how, how are you? Yeah. Oh, thank you for asking. Um, it's a weird question, isn't it? People often yeah, right? forget to ask that. We forget to ask that to each other. Um, that was like a normal thing we would ask back in the day. How's it going? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah now it's like, yeah. oh, my God, how am I? How do yeah. I answer that? Oh. <laughs> Let me get um, my couch and lay back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need a few minutes to think. Um <laughs> No, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, I've I've been a lot better, but I've also been a lot worse. Um, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm just trying to enjoy each day as it comes because obviously at the moment, n- nobody, let alone people in bands or people in music like yourself, we can't just go out and en- enjoy ourselves and do things like we usually would. And with the album coming out, not being able to like perform is a bit of an anticlimactic kind of feeling. But at the same time, we're still trying to keep ourselves pumped and feel excited. So I'm doing okay. I have my days where I'm great and I feel on top of the world. And then I have my days where I lie on my bed and eat Doritos and just watch Family Guy. <laughs> so Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, I just saw you wearing yeah. an Alpha Wolf shirt. That is, I love yes. that. Um, um, <laughs> you pretty much summed up like my own experience on dealing with this entire pandemic. I remember the first yeah. couple of months when the pandemic was announced, I was like, after we were home, I was like, this is great. I can catch up on all my shit that I missed out on. And then yeah. after like three months and then four months, I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Now it's starting to settle in. Mm-hmm. How do I make yeah. the best of the situation? Now, Megan, I want to wind the clock back just a couple of years for, you know, for fans and listeners who don't know, because if you could just briefly talk about that moment in your life that led to the forming of Vex with you, Jay, yeah. Willem, and Al, does it feel like everything just went by in a blink at the same time? Yeah, massively. It's so strange. Like when I think back to the person I was two years ago, let alone to like what situation we were in the growth is crazy it's really weird um still can't quite get my head around it actually especially because we can't go out and do live shows so I'm kind of experiencing all of this from my bedroom if that makes sense so it's it's really bizarre (laughs) um so yeah we were me Jay and Willem we'd been in a couple of old bands together and it was one of those situations where especially being a woman in metal you kind of get put into this box of things that is expected of you and things that you should do or say or whatever. And I was very much kind of like sticking to that box and I hated it. I was so miserable in these bands and 
the boys as well were miserable. We actually hated the songs that we were writing and playing so much that we never took it seriously when we were performing. We'd just crack jokes in between the sets and like it was a bit of fun, but like it was killing us on the inside at the same time because we wanted to take it seriously, but nothing was happening. Um, and so Al, who is our bassist, was in a different band, but we kind of like knew him through touring and playing festivals. And it got to the point where it was like a week before New Year's Day. And um, I just said, look, guys, I'm really sorry, but I'm done. I don't want to be this squeaky clean female vocalist anymore. It's just not my thing. We either have to like call it quits for good or give it one last try. And uh, Jay was like, <laughs> he's so funny. We wind him up all the time with this. He was like, well, if it doesn't work, I'm, that's it. I'm quitting music for good. You know, Vex isn't going to work. And we always make him remember that because it's like, <laughs> look where we are now. <laughs> um, so yeah, New Year's Day, we were like, that's it. We're, we're, you know, we're going for broke. We wanted to start a band where we wore what we wanted to wear and say what we want to say, write music that we actually want to write. No sort of um, boxes getting ticked, just doing what we wanted to do. And uh, yeah, we just started Vexed New Year's Day. 2019 and uh that's it that's just how it happens so weird <laughs> man, talk about starting a new chapter and you should be able to do the things you want to do the way you want to do them and it's mm -hmm. i think yeah. it's it, it's crazy because you didn't get there because like just from the start it's almost like you had to have that blessing in disguise to mm. to be undermined like people telling you hey you can't do this this, this. there's like rules yes. and and i mean i think i speak yeah fuck the rules <laughs> you <Yeah>. know and <laughs> yes thank god and, yeah yeah, and uh, I love I love that you did describe like how you guys formed because it came from a passion within yourself and and mm. when I heard like I said, Colin Culture will talk about that soon and I heard that every song on there every song on there it sounded you guys really took it to heart and the way you delivered the vocals the way the drums were played the way that the guitars were toned and it was just everything you talked about that was an example that you mentioned in every song that I heard now you know life as of late we we did briefly talk about this many of us have also been away from the stage a lot you know venues yeah. like fans yeah. and musicians alike but you know Megan how are you keeping up your vocals these days is that affecting your musicianship is anything changed for you routine wise lately if at all um yeah I mean it's tricky because I can't just go to a studio and rehearse with the boys. I mean, occasionally, I think we've managed to do it twice in the last year, but there was so many like contracts we had to sign and hoops we had to jump through. It was so difficult to just be able to rehearse. So in the end, we've just kind of like, until now, because things are opening up again, we just had to kind of accept that it wasn't going to happen. So practicing has been really hard and it's basically just been in my car. So I will go for a drive <laughs> and scream and sing in my car um, because I don't think my neighbours would appreciate it very much. That was my next question. But, if you if you live in a place where you can just crank it up and sing as much as you want with the neighbours. Yeah. Like, that's, that's always something to think <laughs> about, like a typical yeah. day. Now, I know this is something you hold very dear to your heart because uh, I know uh, you guys did form in 2019, but how was the, you know, live music experience for you personally, Megan, as a fan or as an artist? Because I know you guys had that tour with Whitechapel plan as well mm. as an appearance in Bloodstock Festival. And now, you know, we've all been kind of just forced to take an unexpected step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the live concert experience? A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
I kind of at some point last year in either the first or second lockdown I can't remember now the UK's so messed up um we got to a point where all of us were kind of we were so depressed about the band and it's not because we didn't love it it was the complete opposite it's because like you said we had been given all this opportunity and it had just been pulled out from underneath us and so we all kind of got really depressed and were like why do we actually bother doing this because it's just mm. we're miserable um and then we actually watched the um alpha wolf documentary i don't know if you've seen it it's the, oh, it's the spirit breaker one yeah what? spirit Breaker. i have not seen that one oh uh, go watch that, it it's okay so that's, good. that is news to me i'm gonna have to mark yeah. that down okay so okay. i was watching it and i forwarded it to the boys and i was like this is why we do this because watching their tour footage and watching them just play shows meet fans and perform i was it just it made me cry because i was like mm -hmm. i remember why we do this now and it is all about the live performance so lockdown has been really really hard because we've kind of lost touch with why we do it and it's trying to remember that it's not as you know as much as you need videos and a social media presence i'd get rid of that in a heartbeat if i could just have a live show so yeah it's yeah. been hard yeah uh, well let me tell you this something to look forward to is the day you guys come to dallas and we get to talk about this at this time yeah. like, hey remember that time when we did that interview during the pandemic i can't wait for that, that. So it's all, yeah it's, yeah it, it's always it's always nice to have something like that to look forward to and you set this up perfectly because a very popular topic on interview under fire i'm sure it's with every other publication who's done this with music and you've seen it live streaming a lot of the bands what they've been doing mm. on stage are taking it to the screen like we're doing right now yeah. you know uh we've had bands on this show like august burns red you know lamb of god and, and uh, insomnium they talked about their experience on selling what is it virtual tickets to the fans yeah. and and uh streaming the show for them pre-recording the show however you want to do it but there's no wrong answer to this, but I wanted to get your take on this, Megan. Do you think that the rise of the quarantine induced live streaming that we're seeing right now, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, has it, or has it already been infected? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this, even after all this is over? Yeah, I do. I think I think it will open up the possibilities of perhaps doing like live shows where you can go but there's also the option to stay at home tickets as well yeah yeah which i think would be a great great option for people who really struggle with their mental health because of maybe the pandemic or for any other reason um i know a lot of my friends and myself if you're having like a really bad anxiety or panic attack or you're just not feeling like being in a crowd of people if you have that option to be like i can't go to this show but i don't want to miss the band oh it's all right i can just watch it from home it would be a really really nice way of kind of helping people ease back into that kind of environment because it's going to suck for a lot yeah. of people yeah, you can always mosh in your own room. That's always that. Yeah, why exactly. Why am I doing this in the corner of my room? Because everything else is messed <laughs> up. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, you, you put it out perfectly. Yeah, so I don't think it'll have a negative effect. I think it'll have a positive one. And I think people who are involved in metal music, we're all pretty emotional people and we've all been through shit. That's why we like the music we like. Oh, so yeah. I think we're all desperate to get out back to the live shows. But for those people that, you know, maybe can't quite manage it yet those um streams would be really really good i think yeah well said and and uh you know it, it, you, you said it perfectly because like i said there's no wrong answer to it i've had so many artists like yourself say 
yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It still allows me a chance to engage with my fans. And some artists would yeah. say, I'm not doing shit until all this is over. There's always yeah. that uncertainty going forward. You know, when I said wash in my own room, yeah, you do that live streaming, right? But then how much yeah. more creative can you get? You yeah. get kind of, uh, kind of, you know, put in that box and mm. you're kind of trying to figure out different ways to be creative, but yeah. you pointed out perfectly. Mental health is just, just as important because yeah. I've had a lot of friends who actually can't come to shows, you know, I, mm. I, I invite them to so many metal shows, like, ah, I don't know if I want to go. And yeah. I've had my own shares with that. And, um, again, that's a whole topic we could just dive into on a whole separate episode. Yeah, talk about, of course, but, yeah. but you nailed it perfectly now. We talked about everything from head to toe. Let's talk about Colin Culture finally. Comes out May 21st <laughs> on Napalm Records. Let's talk about Napalm, uh, Megan, because yeah. we've got the privilege to have so many bands on this show from Napalm, like Ginger, Art, mm. Nervosa, uh, Moonspell, Unleash the Archers. What is it like with, you know, signing with such a renowned label like Napalm? Like, what goes through your head when you think about something like that? Well, when we first got the text message from our manager saying it just said the word Napalm, I can tell you we were all driving down to the <laughs> studio and I was just like, fucking, you fucking what? <laughs> yeah, you got to pull over right? if I saw yeah. something like that. <laughs> and then he just then he just went silent for two hours and didn't reply. And we were trying to call him and we were just like, what the fuck is going on? So it was it was a oh, my God moment. It was baffling because we'd spoken and were talking to quite a few other labels who had a little bit of an interest but we're longing us off a bit or we're kind of just dangling the carrot and not really doing anything. And then suddenly it was like, Napalm want you and they want you to do it right now. And they won't accept you to listen to it, uh, read any other uh, contracts. And we were just like, it, it was mind blowing. And I still don't really understand it at all because I am a huge sort of like self-critic and I have this issue of like imposter syndrome and I'm like, maybe it's going to disappear one day, but it's it's insane. I can't fathom it. Um, but it's, it's very cool. Uh, I'm really proud to just to hear that story because I, I think it's easier said than done when I say this. And I know I'm just a fan out of millions out there, but you know, appreciate this. You know, I, I, this mm. is this is great stuff for you guys. This is a this is just the first album. You guys have so much more potential left yeah. to give out, and I can't wait to to see the energy that you guys put out live and. Thank I can you. almost, I'm painting this picture like when you finally get on stage, just that adrenaline rush you get. You yeah. Know, and finally it's like, wow, this is actually happening. I know it hasn't settled in, but maybe it will settle in when you I actually hit that so. stage. And, no, it <laughs> yeah. will. I, 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 yeah. I, I'm just painting this out and uh, uh, looking forward that, to that day. Now with Colin Culture, uh, if I may, mm. top to bottom, I okay. never thought I needed a record like this in my life. An amazing oh, mix of, you know, progressive metalcore to death metal vibes. It was vicious, technical, groovy, complex. It was heavy, obviously, melodic. It was just a perfect blend of all of the above. You even had elements of rap and hip hop yeah. used within the songs. Here's the thing, Megan. I know you can sing and scream, but your skills at <laughs> rapping are otherworldly. I don't know how you Thank do it, you. but your Thank execution you. is flawless. From songs like Ignorant and uh, Fake and Weaponized, which is my personal favorite, uh, to, to purity to Lazarus if you're going to put out a debut record this is how you do it now <laughs> walk me through this how much did things change from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it was there already a specific sound you guys knew you had in mind with calling culture yeah so it was a journey and like if I if I told you in which order we'd we'd written them, I can kind of basically you'd probably have to see it yeah so like <laughs> the first song we wrote, 
that was on there was Aurora and Misery. So sorry to anybody who's watching this and they haven't heard the album yet. <laughs> and the last songs were Lazarus and Fake. So it kind of went from being okay. um, progressive, heavy and a bit melodic to just full on rapping, screaming and anger. And that was what we wanted to do when we started Vex was to let go of those old bad habits, which do still appear for us in those songs. But then learning how to kind of write ourselves out of them, but still appreciate them for what they are. Um, and yeah, it's. It's just, I don't know. I wouldn't even know what to call it. It is, like you said, just a mix mash of a bit of everything. But um, we definitely came into it saying it needs to be heavy, but it also needs to be approachable in some areas, depending on the topic that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I wanted to physically be in pain <laughs> whilst doing those vocals because I have a really good relationship with our producer. And um I don't like people telling me, yeah, that was really good. Um, perhaps do you want to try another take? I like it when he's like, no, that was fucking shit. Do it again. And he does that to the point where I want to cry. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're such an asshole. And he's like, no, nope, do it again. It was shit. Um, and so I wanted to write a song and songs like Narcissist, for example, which pushed me to breaking point so that I know I can do them so that for album two, I can go even harder. So, um, yeah, it's it's a really weird journey, culling culture and writing Vex songs, because it's it's like we're trying to kind of break ourselves in the process, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> hey, it, it worked. If anything, that if anything, that does make sense. So who do we have to thank for the production? Who is the producer? Because it was so polished. I'm kind of an audiophile these days, Megan. I get so yeah. the, the older I get, the more picky I am with the sound. It was, mm -hmm. it was from, again, from top to bottom, I sound like a broken record here, but from the production to, to mixing to mastering, who did you go to for that? Who was your producer who actually pushed you? Because it's great to have someone push you to get to where you wanted to get. Yes. Yeah. He's amazing. His name's Merrick De La Fuente, but he's an English guy from originally from London, I think, but he yeah. owns um, a company called Floodgate Audio and he goes through the whole process with us. We do... Um, we write the songs and then we take them to him. He tells us what's shit and what to rewrite. And uh, we do all the pre-production and demoing with him. And then when we feel like we've got, you know, good structures of songs, we record. And recording with him is the best and worst thing. Because like I said, he pushes every single member to the point where we hate him because he's like, no, it's shit, do it again. And he will sit there and we'll do the same take a million times. I'll be in the booth for hours until I get it right um but then by the end of it he makes it just so good um and it's worth the pain so yeah Merrick from Floodgate Audio he's he's the dude spoiler he's alert the king. spoiler alert it worked and you know it's, <laughs> it's uh, I, I know he he really pushed you guys to go over the edge and, and really got the really got you to get really get the best of all your talents to put on this album uh, I was going to ask this question, but then I think you kind of answered. I was going to see if Look there different. was a sense of comfortability in the studio for you, knowing that he was working on the record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe definitely. even for future records that you might want to bring him on. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely. That's something that crosses your mind. No, hundred um, percent. I always feel he's like my he's my vocal comfort blanket in the sense that I don't ever want somebody that I work with to, like I said, to kind of just humor me. 
I, yeah. I would hate that. So I really appreciate how he tells me that something's terrible or awful or out of tune or crap. And he's not doing it in a nasty way. He's just being like, no, you can do better. So be better. Um, and he pushes me to that point where not only do I get it, I learn how to do it. And then I've kind of learned another vocal technique, for example. Um, so, yeah, it's really nice knowing that we can go into a studio and he won't settle for anything other than what he sees and we see as perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. To the point where to the point where it even allowed you to expand on your musicality, even you're a better vocalist today than yes. before you started production on the record. That's another way to put it. At least that's what, what I'm hearing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the first songs we wrote, Misery, which actually comes out tomorrow. Um, oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Again, the fan in me has to, has to no, get out No, it's there. great. Um, I personally hear my vocals on that and I'm like, oh, they're just not that great. Because I wrote that two years prior to Fake, where I feel like I found oh, my vocal okay. style. So it's like, it's a real... The, the album took a while to write and it was over that period of growth where you can hear on certain songs um I think I don't, I don't know if anybody else can but I feel like I kind of got a bit better at what I do and uh uh one song that you guys did put out before the album it was it was like a standalone a standalone single elite I have to talk about yes. this because I had the uh, chance to interview CJ from Die Art a couple years back and oh, wow. CJ is Good God. He's, he's insanely tall for one thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> Australian. <laughs> yes, um, um, but but uh, I had, I had the time in my life getting a chance to speak with them, but you did this collaboration with CJ uh, that, Oh God, I don't even have enough words to describe that song elite. It's such a monster track. And I wanted to ask, what was that experience like bringing in someone like CJ into your world of making music? Like what was your biggest takeaway from that? Anything specific you can recall from that experience? Um, it was incredibly humbling and it made me realize that even though I do have a lot of inner demons and a lot of self-doubt, it made me realize that somebody who is who I think of as a hero and an idol and like an absolutely incredible artist and musician, if he likes me and he likes our music, we can't be doing too badly. And so it kind of, every time I'm having those moments of self-doubt, I'm like, no, CJ liked it and that's enough for me. So <laughs> yeah, he, he's just, he's one of the, those people that, you know, ever since we, you know, did the video and recorded the song, we haven't like stayed in massive contact. He messages us occasionally to say congratulations for this or well done for that. And if he's got cute baby pictures up of Dante, I'll be like, oh, of my course. God, he's getting so big. And, you know, um, so we kind of, he knows how much he did for us. And um, I think if I was to write him an email or a letter, it would probably, he'd probably get bored within two sentences because I could go on for hours about how much I love and appreciate what he did for us as a band. Um, because we were nobody and we still are so small. So um, what I learned from him is just no matter how big you are or how small you are, when it comes down to it, it's really just about being a good person. And um, yeah, that's yeah. just a CJ all over, to be honest. Yeah, I think. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I, I should just put that recording and send it to CJ because that's I mean, you kind of <laughs> summed up everything. And, and yeah, he did. He, you know, for, it's crazy. Like two two years ago, 
the first thing he talked about was was Dante, and now and, and yeah, a lot of the pictures that I'm seeing on his Instagram, it it really exemplifies like the person he is. Like, and mm. uh, yeah, if someone like CJ, I know how you feel. If someone like CJ appreciates your music. That's it. That's all you need. And yeah. Sometimes that is all you need. You need that. You need that. That that assurance from yes. someone who knows your work from mm. the inside out and. The song like a lead for anyone who has not checked it out. I highly encourage you to do so. It is an amazing track. Now, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, you talked about this briefly, Megan, and Vexed allowed you to be yourself, feeling that mm-hmm. freedom, that sense of individuality that you couldn't get from any other outlet, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. you can talk about that. And having said that, calling culture, I want to talk about this because it, it's it's more of the the band's response to the world's attitude within cancel culture, might mm-hmm. I add, you know, reflecting the postmodern society within hate, betrayal, and anger. You had a song yeah. like Hideous, which is uh, about uh, more of about anger can either destroy you or provide real strength. Then you have a song yeah. like Epiphany, which is about falling victim to uh, uh, self-loathing and battling mental illness and finally discovering yeah not to give a fuck of what anyone thinks even that really spoke to someone like me. So yeah. I, I wonder if there was a theme to calling culture and to what level do you like to have a theme for your music make and how important are themes to you? So when it comes to themes, it's without sounding big headed, the theme is personal life experiences with individual people. So each song on calling culture is written about a specific person who I have culled out of my life. Um, wow. And the, the whole album was kind of, the album name was inspired by cancel culture where either it's an incredibly positive thing where awful people get outed for doing nasty, terrible things, or it can be a really negative thing where somebody who's made a genuine, stupid, ignorant mistake gets their life destroyed when they could just have learned better from it and become an ally and become a better person. Um, And, you know, in situations like that, it kind of inspired us to be like, instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing, worry about your immediate circle and the people in your life, because, you know, lockdown, if anything, has made us realise who we really love and appreciate and who's actually there for us. And, there's a lot of toxic people in our own lives who maybe are family members or a best friend or somebody that you thought you could trust. And you actually can relate. Can't. I can relate to that. 1000%. Yeah. And so we kind of wanted to like get the message across in each song that no matter how, if there's a blood relation or, uh, you know, years of friendship, it doesn't matter. The most important thing in life is your own personal happiness and well-being. And if somebody who's close to you causes you nothing but pain and toxicity and negativity, cull them out, get the fuck, you know, get rid of them because life is too short to be dragging dead weight and being surrounded by people who do nothing but bring you down. And so, um, yeah, culling culture is about individual people who I have gotten rid of out of my life and have completely bettered myself for it. Would it be safe to say that you see calling culture as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when I did have all those people in my life, it was also when I was in those old bands and I was trying to be somebody I'm not. And I was surrounded by people who I was trying to 
please and trying to do everything for and getting nothing for in return. And so it was kind of that that moment where I was like, right, fucking off those old bands and I'm starting vexed and doing what I want to do. And I'm getting rid of all these people who do nothing but take. Um, and I'm starting again. And it sounds, you know, quite vicious and it sounds like, oh, what a bitch. But actually, no, the most important thing in life is just keeping a circle small and honest and pure. And, you know, it's better to have less friends that are good quality than loads who are dickheads. So <laughs> Man, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna use these as like you've you've put out like life quotes throughout this interview that I'm just gonna take with me <laughs> <laughs> forever. You know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we've discussed about so far, mm-hmm. whether it's uh whether it's a, a moment like seeing a band like Bring Me the Horizon on stage. I know yeah. you talked about that briefly when you're younger in, an, yeah. in, in another interview, to working with and meeting the people you have, you know, your bandmates, fans, and musicians alike signing with napalm records during mm. the pandemic you've experienced plenty already in your career megan and and then some you know have your yeah. aspirations as a person or maybe even a musician has it changed or evolved since when you first started in the industry like do you see things differently today yeah massively massively um i think when you kind of when you fall into having a bigger platform i think people who are fans of music or necessarily aren't within the industry so they don't know how it works they seem to have this perception of that well they're untouchable and they don't have feelings and whatever we say can't hurt them and they've got it made and it's actually the polar opposite of that because you know you go from being a complete amateur musician who's just been trying for decades to make it to suddenly bam you're here So what are you going to do with it? And you've got thousands of people watching you. And so, yeah, everything has changed because I'm now this tiny fish in a massive pond instead of, you know, being a goldfish in a bowl. And um, my aspirations before were to get out of the bowl. And now I'm in the ocean and I'm like, oh, fuck, (laughs) there's there's a lot to do here. Um, I mean, when I was first starting out, I was... I just wanted to be the best that I could be for me. And now that I have this bigger platform, I feel a huge responsibility to be the best version of me for other people. Um, Because I know how influential I was as a kid and as a teenager and how when I was, you know, really depressed as a teenager or whatever, I'd look up to these people in bands And I know that there's going to be kids out there that do that. And even though we write music for ourselves, um, I know that other people who are, you know, easily influenced are going to hear it as well. And so that's my kind of outlook now is that people are watching and people are listening. And although I'm not perfect, I need to just be a human, a real human for people to to look at. so yeah, all eyes are on me at the moment and it's really weird, <laughs> really strange. It, it, it may feel weird, but I want to leave you with this. It's it's also a way to know that um, like it's it really is up to you, you know, you yeah. determine your own path. You don't, pe- a lot of eyes may be on you. Like, here's the thing. I was a shyest kid 10 years ago. I couldn't even hold yeah. a conversation to save my life. Oh, yeah. And I've done, and I've done so many of these interviews. So it, if anything, yeah. you know, um, excuse me but um if anything these interviews these 
these conversations I'm having with the amazing, talented people like yourself, as much as I'm learning about the artist, I'm learning a lot more about myself. You know, I think it's yeah. important to surround yourself. Yeah, you may be a fish in an ocean, but surround yourself with the right fish. I don't know if that even, I don't even know if that's no, advice or not. You mean. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like find, this, find the fish that are like you. And there are people like, like us, yeah. you know? Mm. And uh, uh, maybe there's a sense of pressure, but also you got to know there's also that sense of freedom. Like I can actually, like I, you got here because you wanted to do what you want to do. Let's take yeah. that with you. That's that's definitely something to remember. Yeah. And uh, uh, Megan, this has been an honor. I, I I think I'm out of questions here, but you know, I know uh, you. I know you. Uh, we're gonna save this for Dallas when you come when you come in person uh, with you in the van. But yes. you, you also talked about this because I, I think this is something that you take seriously. You know, being young and being a woman in a music genre where mm-hmm. the male is still the dominant entity. Of course, there are yeah. other female artists coming to the forefront. What advice would you have for someone you know wanting to follow in your footsteps? I would say it sounds so obvious, but just fucking do it yeah. because it's literally the first step is the hardest, but it's the most crucial one. If you don't take that first step, it's never going to happen. But also my whole life, I've been told I am not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I am not talented enough. And I will never, ever make it. And I've had people laugh in my face about wanting to be in a signed band and tour the world. Look where I am now, motherfuckers. If you try, you can do it. And it doesn't matter what gender you are, what race you are, what sexuality you are. Wear that with pride and be that person for all those other kids out there that may not, you know, have that privileged platform. And um, yeah, just fucking do it. Just do it. And if anything, you serve as a testament to exactly what you just said. Just case <laughs> in point. You, okay. Uh, I did have a couple of bonus. I, I just, I just looked at my list here. Uh, you did collaborate with CJ, but if you had a favorite artist, it doesn't have to be metal that you want to collaborate mm-hmm. with. And it is up to you. Hey, you're with Napalm. You have all this opportunity yeah. now. If there's an artist <laughs> that you are thinking of at the top of your head that you would love to collaborate with, who would it be? Like, oh. I wonder if there would be like a list, a mental list you have in your head that would surprise a lot of <laughs> listeners. It's like, what? Like, there's I mean, no way. You've already, co- you already covered so many different subgenres in calling culture. I wonder how much more you can expand for yeah. down the road. So, I mean, there's some obvious ones. Like, I would love to, and it has been in the talks, collab with Frankie Palmieri from MR. Oh, my that God. That would, that would, that would be like <laughs> the ultimate. Um, hey, this so will be yeah. on every major podcast stream out there and YouTube. So <laughs> if, if you're listening out there, Frankie, this is exactly what's, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm even doing the shout out. I'm, I'm pushing this. I'm endorsing this. Please. No, that would, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I would have to go with Frankie Palmieri. But if I'm going to um, go with something a bit different, I'd love to collab with somebody like, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's called Ash Nico. No. She's like a bubblegum pop rap artist. She's so cool. You go check her out. Um, I'll, I'll have to. It's, fish, it's... Yeah. Ash okay. Nico. Okay. I will and I'm gonna have to look that up. She, yeah. She's like, she's like a little anime character who raps and talks about killing, killing pedophiles. And I think she is the, so cool um and oh, that love- is you have to do that now you have to yeah. do that 
Yeah, um, I would uh, love to work with a rapper. That would be so I, cool. I asked I asked CJ the same question, and I actually got this response. Not he's not the only one to say this. I don't know if this is like a, or just commonality. He said Lana Del Rey. I was like, wow, oh, that would be so good. DJ and Lana Del Rey. That would be, I mean, one hell can of a Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like her like caramel vocals with his yeah. lows? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there so we go. Good. Okay. Yeah. Now now we're actually vibing. Like actually. Yeah. Um, that anyway, would that yeah. would be amazing. Um, now I usually ask this question to a lot of artists because usually it's like, hey, what are your favorite this and this? Yeah. Considering how much uh, diverse your music taste is, five favorite albums you can think of at the top of your head. <laughs> Putting on um, the spot. <laughs> now we need the chicken wings for this one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Look at Yourself by Emil. That's one of that's my great, favorite albums. That's a great. That's wow. I haven't heard that in a while, actually. That's a great. Yeah. Album. Amazing <clears> album. <throat> um, oh, La Petite Mort by King 810. They are another like ultimate band I'd love to work with one day. Um, oh my God, who else? <laughs> um, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite albums. And I nearly, I listen to that nearly every day. So <laughs> I <laughs> love judge. that. I love how diverse <laughs> your taste is. It, again, that showed in this album. Okay, so that's mm. three. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm gonna have to go with A Quiet Place to Die, Alpha Wolf. Oh. Only good thing to come out of 2020. That was a great um, that's, that's a great record. Oh my god. Yes. I, so I, I mean you're if anything, you're you're making me rethink my uh my <laughs> list that I'm gonna I'm I'm about to go out for a drive here soon. I'm gonna have to like uh, go on Spotify and like check out everything you just mentioned. I was like, okay, yes. this, everything makes sense. Um, One more, I think god. that's four, right? One, yeah, okay. That's four, yeah. Okay. Um trying to think mm. i already know when i ask you this again in the near future your list will probably <laughs> change i'm gonna bring so up my favorite my favorite one at the moment is demi devil by ash nico so definitely okay check that. H- how do you spell that name i'm gonna have to a s h n i k k o i think ash nico okay okay I'm going to have to look this up because because now I'm very, very intrigued by everything that you just <laughs> mentioned about that. Um, uh, so, uh, Megan, this has been uh, such an honor. Again, I can't wait till we do this no, again in person. You. No, thank you for the music you put out. I mean, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for what you guys do. So much appreciation for everything that you guys have done. Do you have any last words, any shout outs, anything you'd like to plug in as far as Vexed or Cold Incursion before we get uh, finish things off here? I know you have the new um, music video tomorrow, right? Yes, so okay. new music video drops for Misery tomorrow, so go watch it. I uh, I cough up a lot of blood and pretend to be possessed, so go If that watch is a metal, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just go show some love on the videos. Um, and to anybody who's been nice to us so far, it's so easy to be an arsehole on the internet. So if you've been nice, we've seen it and we appreciate it and it means the world, so... Oh, Thank for sure. You. Um, do you have any live streaming that's in the plans, or I don't know if you can we are talk- planning okay. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what you can and cannot talk about, so that's no, totally okay. no, it's all good. <laughs> um, we are sort of starting to plan that all out, so we don't don't have a date or anything yet. But as soon as we do, we shall let everyone know. Awesome. Uh, do me a favor, just stick around for thirty seconds after we finish yeah. off here, and everyone who's listening. Uh, this is Megan from Vexed. Please, please, please pick up Calling Culture if you can buy the records because the bands can't do it without your help it's a very simple request 
from someone like me, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, I can't tell you how much it means a lot to the bands who actually put the hard hard work out there for you to listen to. Uh, comes out May 21st on Napalm Records. Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on any major podcast stream out there iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is. It'll be on YouTube as well. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Megan, you be safe out there in the UK. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Yes. I can't wait till we do this again with the boys. I, I uh, Dallas needs you. Texas needs uh, uh, the US needs Vex music. Okay. <laughs> um, I hope I speak for a lot of people out there. Um, anyway, you. you stay safe out Thank there. I'll talk to you me. next time. I can't wait to yes. have you again. All right. Stay safe. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.